The OCD and Anxiety Podcast by Robert James Coaching. Hello and welcome to the OCD and Anxiety Podcast, where we explore how to have a more positive relationship with anxiety disorders, taking back control so that you can start living the life you choose and not the one chosen by your fears. Hello and welcome to episode 216. I hope that you guys are doing very well today. If you are struggling with OCD or anxiety, you can get a free session with me. To get that, you can head over to my website, www.robertjamescoaching.com and there you can leave me a message uh, or you can use my Calendly to book yourself that free session. So in today's podcast, I'm going to be talking about um, how to be um, a bit more self-compassionate when you're when you find yourself getting really stuck in uh, a particular obsession, or you know perhaps you've had a real uh, a real bad setback with something. Um, so often, what we need to do in that situation is actually to be self-compassionate about the setback, to not beat ourselves up about it, because that tends to just make it worse. But we forget this in the moment. We forget that self-compassion is a really important part of it because all we want to do is to get rid of the anxiety. And so we tend to sit still, we tend to ruminate and we try to find a way out of the maze, doing the things that actually got us us kind of stuck there in the first place. So uh, in today's podcast, I'm going to be talking about that, the the importance of, of letting go of that kind of behavior and instead focusing on self-compassion, you know, letting go of some of those unhelpful strategies and uh, and, and focusing on things that can actually make uh, a big difference to, to how you're feeling. So um, I really hope that you enjoy. If you, if you do like the podcast, it would be great if you could follow and like on Instagram. My Instagram handle is at Robert James Coaching UK. And if you could also subscribe on your podcast app of choice, that would be amazing. So many thanks, guys, and I hope you enjoy. As most probably you are only too uh, too aware, when you have a setback with OCD, when you really get lost in an uh, obsession, um, it can be incredibly hard to remember to do anything um, that you're perhaps uh, guided to do by your coach or therapist because all you're doing really is just trying to to deal with it you know we you know if you're really freaking out about a particular obsession it can be so hard to to let go of that habitual behavior of of ruminating of compulsing of you know avoiding the thing that is uh, giving us all that anxiety um, and actually you know, self-compassion is probably the furthest thing from your mind in that moment. However, self-compassion is actually one of the fantastic things that we can bring when we're feeling like that, that can actually make a huge difference um, to, to, how you're, to how you're able to, to deal with it uh, and hopefully to, to let go of it because self-compassion involves, 
you know, recognizing the fact that we don't have to be perfect, that we don't have to have certainty, for example, and that that's okay. And when we get into that kind of mindset, uh, OCD just becomes a little bit easier uh, to manage. But the problem is, in the moment, how do you remember um, to to actually focus on on self compassion? Um, so. Something that I like to, to think about here with, with this is the kind of the, the classical carrot and stick approach. Generally speaking, most people who are struggling with OCD, if they haven't managed to do much work on it uh, up until this point, or if they fall back into old, old habits, then they will be using the stick approach to, to trying to deal with the OCD. So what do I mean by that? Well, the stick approach effectively is like hitting yourself with a big stick. Um, it's not the most self-compassionate thing to do. Uh, obviously, what you're what you're doing is you're fighting against yourself to try to get rid of the uncomfortable uh, sensations and emotions that you're experiencing uh, because of the OCD. But it doesn't work. The more that we we try to push away. Uh, those things we know that the worst they get and so it's kind of like hitting yourself with with a stick it's not something that is recommended it's not going to be helping you in fact it's it's going to be hindering you over time um, and so it's much better if we can to actually use the carrot approach so by the carrot I mean actually doing something um, that is actually helpful for you. So the carrot would normally be uh, something that you really want, something that is uh, you know motivating for you that actually you would like to achieve or you would like to have. And it's kind of like we need to dangle that carrot in front of ourselves and remind ourselves, okay, I don't want to do the compulsion or I don't want to ruminate anymore because I actually really want to get that amazing carrot, that thing that's uh, that I'm really looking for in life. Um, and actually in acceptance uh, commitment therapy, this is why we spend so much time uh, focused on uh, values because when you know what your values are, often they can be the most uh, the most helpful carrot of all because you know if you're really uh, motivated by uh, your family or by uh, adventure or by creativity, you can use those values to keep reminding yourself to, to kind of let go of the obsessions and come back to uh, the present moment. And so it is with, with self-compassion. Self-compassion actually, you know, is about, it's about trying to figure out what are those things that are important to you, that do motivate you, and actually recognizing that one of the most compassionate things that you can do is actually to come back to the present moment, to let go of that stick, to just throw that stick away, you know, hopefully just completely get rid of it because it's not helping at all. And instead to come back to the present and to focus on things that are helpful for you, things that actually nourish you and, and make you feel better about yourself. Um, we need to kind of get into the habit then of actually tuning into our own internal dialogue um, and to start recognizing when we are actually in the mode of the, the inner critic. Now, the inner critic is effectively the opposite voice to the self-compassion voice. It's very harsh. 
It's very mean. It's very demanding. It wants absolute perfection from you. And it's the voice that actually perpetuates OCD. When we feel like uh, something is, is not enough, uh, when we feel like, you know, we've, we've thought about something and we feel like, well, this is, this is the logic and this actually makes sense. So I don't need to worry about this anymore. It's the inner critic that comes in and says, well, what about this or what about that? And before we know it, again, we're lost in that rumination and we're seeking that perfection. And so it's the inner critic that, that causes this. Um, you can think of your inner critic as you like as being a bit like a bully. It's the, the part of you that is very harsh. And it doesn't do this because it's against you. It does this because it doesn't want you to make any mistakes. It doesn't like you to make mistakes because, you know, that's a, a threat to your self-esteem and your, and, and, and your persona. And so it wants you to, you know, to be doing the best that you can. But unfortunately, if we're too focused on that all the time, then we're going to run into problems. Um, obviously, you can't be perfect. Nobody is perfect. And to try to be perfect at everything is going to end with you feeling pretty miserable. And we have to start recognizing that, that it's okay for there to be imperfections with things. And that actually, when you when you recognize that and live your life in a way of, you know, uh, something's probably going to go wrong today, and that's okay. It doesn't, doesn't need to be exactly right. That's when you start getting a bit more emotional freedom and a bit more happiness starts to seep, uh, seep into your life because you're no longer demanding that everything is done in this perfect way. And once you recognize that you're in, you know, you're in mode as the, the inner critic, then you want to change that. You want to bring self-compassion to the situation. And you want to routinely be doing this. As you're going through your days, check in with yourself. What is your internal uh, um, dialogue like? Are you being really harsh to yourself? Can you just challenge that a little bit? Can you mix it up a little bit? Can you perhaps offer some more helpful or positive words instead of constantly focusing on the negative ones? Um Another really important thing that I think it's uh, it's great to, to kind of get into a habit of doing is to keep asking yourself, um, what can I do today that is actually going to be helping me tomorrow? And actually, for me, this is probably um, the most important thing to ask yourself when it comes to self-compassion. Um, you know, because it's not about just, um, you know, giving yourself luxurious treats and um, spoiling yourself. That isn't what we talk about with self-compassion. That maybe can be an element of it. Um, but the main part of it is actually making sure that you're just taking care of yourself, that you're not demanding perfection from yourself, and that you're doing positive things. And so what can I do today that's going to make me feel better tomorrow? So for example, perhaps you could have an early night and actually get a proper night's sleep. We know that uh, when people sleep better, everything is easier to deal with when it comes to mental health. Uh, perhaps doing some exercise. And again, exercise is a huge one when it comes to self-compassion because it it mixes everything up. It improves your brain chemistry. It gets everything flowing and it just makes you feel better. 
Um, maybe having a healthy meal, maybe contacting someone that you really uh, enjoy speaking with or even reaching out and speaking to somebody that you've fallen out with. Um, All of these things can help you to just feel good about yourself and it's likely that they're going to make you feel better tomorrow as well and not just in that immediate moment. Remember OCD, so often what we're doing uh, by ruminating is we're trying to feel better in that immediate moment like I've got to get rid of that anxiety now because it's too much and um, and actually you know it's not about that sometimes we got to play that longer term game what can I do as an insurance policy for tomorrow to feel a bit better tomorrow Uh, another helpful thing to do is to get into the habit of journaling because when we journal on a regular basis if you're able to write down what is the inner critic telling you on a regular basis it gets easier and easier for you to spot the the bs that the the inner critic is spinning and to actually uh, begin to let go of it um something else that i really recommend is to to write down 10 self-compassionate statements and then carry them around with you so You could write them down in your phone. You could write them down on a piece of paper and keep them in your pocket, however you uh, want to do it. But try to read those statements to yourself, um, you know, three or four times a day and just reflect on them. And just by sitting, reading, reflecting, it will remind you as you go through your day to, to let go of the inner critic and to just be a bit kinder to yourself. Um... Now, if you're creative and you enjoy uh, creating uh, projects and and different things, then this is an idea perhaps for you, uh, and that is to create a self-compassion box. Now, this can be as simple or as complex as you want it to be. I mean, if you really wanted to, you could decorate your box, you could paint it, or you could just do this in a more simple way. Um, or you could even have a pin board where you just pin pin things up, and that's your self-compassion pinboard but uh, the idea here is to to fill this box with all sorts of things that remind you to be self-compassionate so for example you could have positive uh, statements uh, that you've put uh, or written yourself like I was just talking about or you can have positive quotes that that help you and remind you to be uh, compassionate maybe you could have pictures of people that you love and care about Um, maybe you could put some meaningful objects in there or maybe you could have drawings or pictures that that you like Um, maybe you could have reminders of activities that you can do that that make you feel better maybe you could have some poetry or, or song lyrics that that help you to feel better when you do start getting lost in that negativity um so so there we go there's lots of ideas there But, you know, in the middle of an OCD setback, the last thing that you actually want to do is to do something. So often when we have these setbacks or when we're feeling really bad and we've got lost in the obsession, the frustrating thing is that we don't want to do anything. And we need to remind ourselves it's so important that we need to do something. And often that something I find is to actually just get busy with the body. Um, it's often the most uh, self-compassionate thing that you can do is to try to get into the body, get moving, go and do some exercise, uh, go and do some cleaning. Anything that gets you into your body will help you to let go of whatever you're ruminating about or getting lost in. 
um, you know, more thinking is certainly not going to help you. And so we want to make sure that we're trying to, to get away from that. So there we go, guys. I really hope that you enjoyed it. As always, if you have any questions, then do please let me know. And many thanks. Just a quick reminder that if you want to get a free session, all you need to do to get that is to head over to my website, www.robertjamescoaching.com. And there you can leave me a message and we can arrange the uh, free session. And now just a quick reminder of my disclaimer. Any information that you view on my website, Instagram page, Facebook group, or anywhere else online, or any information that you listen to on the podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to be a substitute for actual medical or mental health advice from a doctor, psychologist, or any other medical or mental health professional.